You are welcome to a great moment in destiny. God is about to speak directly to you. And the message coming right up is crafted by heaven, not just to challenge you, but to align your destiny. As you embrace divine instruction, expect that God's word is bringing about revival, healing, restoration, and transformation to your entire life. With faith in your heart and great expectation, join me and receive God's word through his choice vessel, Pastor Goodheart Obi Ekweme. If you're as grateful as I am, whoa, bless this God. If you're as glad as I am, bless this God. If you're as grateful as I am, come on, come on, come on. Don't be stingy with your praise. Don't be miserly with your praise. Be generous. Be liberal. Be profuse. Be extravagant with your praise. It's all It's all about Jesus. It's all about Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 May we never take the grace of God for granted. I intend to share with you 25 minutes, part three. Of what we began on Sunday. But I, I sense the need to bring about some correction. It is in the place of teachers and pastors and fathers to correct. Amongst many things as teaching, instruction, correction. May we never take his grace for granted. The Lord has brought us from a very mighty long way. From a very mighty long way. From a very mighty long way. The scriptures in Malachi 2, I believe 1 to 2, speaks about the priest. Who, because they failed to give God glory that is due to God. They failed to give God thanks that is due to God. He turned what was a blessing into a curse. Stay with me. I don't want you to commonize, please, his presence. There are many of us who have longed for what we are finding. That is his presence. What I'm finding is not a building, it's a tent, it's tapolin. It's not a, it's not a multi-billion facility, it's a tent. But what I, I'm finding here, when you and I gather, is his presence. I don't know about you. And it's not about me. You don't see me here. I'm ways at the back, behind the choir. So it's not about me. Thankfully, it's about him. But I have the responsibility as your leader, as your teacher, as your spiritual father... To send some caution in this second year. That we must not behave in ways. That give God the sense of understanding that we are not grateful. 
There are people who have to fast for days. Look, to feel God. I know you don't like the word feel, but listen to me. There is a place to feel God. I love to feel him. I don't live by feeling, but I enjoy feeling him. Oh, taste and see. There's a place to taste. Jacob said that God was here. His presence was here. I didn't know it. Our case is that, hey, from the gates, from the door, you know. I know. Someone hovers over this tabernacle. If you don't regard him, I do. And we must learn to behave in ways that show we regard him. I don't know how you can comfortably worship God sitting down. I just don't know. Maybe I'm too traditional, too religious. I don't know. I just don't know. I don't know how in a worship session you can conveniently be having a regular conversation with a human being. I don't know. I don't know that you'll be exchanging complimentary cards during prayer session. I don't know. I don't know that you should be praising and drinking water or having water by your side. I don't know. Or chewing gum. I don't know. It may seem far-fetched, but this is the atmosphere that allows him to be comfortable where you are. If you like what you found here from where you came, don't spoil it. Don't do what will drive him away. There's a way to behave in the house of the Lord. Be scriptural. Am I right? You conduct yourself with honor, respect, and regard. He said, when you come to his house, don't speak carelessly. Be cautious of what you say. There's the ground and the pillar of truth. There's a way to behave in God's house. You may be in your parlor and just cross your leg and just eat gum and just... But no, no, no. 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 If you like what you found here, do what you need to do to keep it here. Don't drive him. Otherwise, please, pack your bag. Go back to wherever you found comfortable. Are you listening to me? Let's not, let's not belittle what God is doing here. You've heard prophecies unending, not only from my mouth, from people who you know that these are verifiable men of God. And you think it will happen by just crossing your leg and chewing gum? Praying or just very mindlessly praying? I, 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 it's okay for a young Christian to behave some ways, but not somebody who is a leader, been born here for many years. It's not right. If others do, not you. So please, ushers, from today, except you're behaving like I'm saying, you have the right to tap believers who are not in the right position, except they are incapacitated. That's a different matter. You're challenging. Medically, health-wise, why not? God will strengthen you. There's a season for everything. But not when it's a common thing that every time prayer is going on, you decide to sit down. We've said over and over, in this place, our preferred mode or stance or position of prayer, not because it's perfect, it's our position. We've chosen that, is to stand or to kneel. You don't like it? Create your own church? Go there. As we say now, sir. Bawa, sir. No trouble. We know the fight. Are you still here? Because what I found here took me a while to get here. I don't want to be careless with it. I don't know about you. 
Simple prayer, simple worship. The atmosphere opens up. You think it's a joke? Ha! Ah, it's not common. Don't commonize it. You like it. That's what brought you here. Don't spoil it. Something made it right for God to come like this way. Some conduct, some teachings, some principles, something that undergird, undergird us. I'm going to share briefly now. That kept us. Some values, some principles, some ethics that kept us this way. Let's give them. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. At every birthday, I've said before, it's time for you to recalibrate, to reassess where you're coming from, where you're going to. So this one year, we're into a second year. So we're asking ourselves, what are the things we did right? What are the things that need correction? If all this is what we've said today, and I might close my Bible and go. If all this is what God has passed to us today, we've done well. If we take it rightly with humility. Are you still here? One of the formulas of this church, not formula because it's a formula, one of the formulas God gave us. There's a formula for power and glory, right? For those who know that, right? The power formula speaks of simplicity. <laughs> humility and what? Purity. That means if you're going to experience the power of God in your generation, I'm already teaching. You can now sit down. I'm already teaching. All right. I've moved from correction to teaching. Is that all right? Is that all right? You still love your pastor? It's too late. You're stuck with me. I love you. You, you. You're stuck with me. You're stuck with this bearded man. You are stuck with me. Glory to God. I love you. Huh? So two of the formulas we, we, we inherit or receive from the Lord by way of, of principles. Number one is the power formula and the glory formula. We said power requires you to be pure or pursue purity, pursue simplicity, but I want to emphasize pursue humility. If you are not humble, or better still, if you're not willing to embrace correction and rebuke, the word of God is profitable for a number of things. For doctrine, for teaching, for reproof, for correction. It's biblical. It takes humility of heart to receive correction. Too many times God is trying to get across to you in a particular message, in a particular word, but you're receiving the word for your brother next door. It's amazing. The bullet is designed to hit you, to kill Mr. Flesh. He said, ah, let Pastor Dennison hear this word. Ah. Pastor Diodi, you need this word. This is, why is Diodi in church today? Is he around? Is he around? It is you. Don't know the bullet. It is you. If the shoe fits, wear it. Praise God, somebody. 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 God has amazing things for you and for me in this house. On Sunday morning, we began to share about capacity. Matthew 25, I believe, spoke about the parable of the talents. We encountered the part one, part two of that teaching. Matthew 25, 14 to 30. Because of time, I'll have you read that later on. Building capacity for more, part number three. We received what I believe was a very instructive message. Very timely, very relevant. In my mind, it was a word that anchored yesterday and tomorrow as relating to our walk with God in this city and this nation and the globe. 
an anchor to the past, but also uh, 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 also a, a platform that links us into the future that God has in store for us. Capacity. It's quite interesting that God is speaking to us about capacity just before we step into our Rita IC. As Pastor Bimbo uh, rightly commented and remarked at the end of service, that the conference really has begun. For those who are discerning and sensitive in the Holy Ghost, that the conference began on Sunday morning. Heaven was simply showing us what it is we need to do, how to position ourselves to partake of the great things which he called more in this season and this year. Building capacity for more. We saw evidently that those who walk with God have a guarantee of seeing a better and a brighter future. You hear me quote over and over. One of my favorite scriptures, Proverbs 4 verse 18, the path of a just man shines brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter even unto the day of perfection. You have a guarantee. Walking with Jesus will make things become sweeter, brighter, and better with every passing day. Praise the Lord somebody. And you have to understand, beloved, I think I either referenced that or made that statement, that the enemy of the best is not the worst. The enemy of the best is the good. Stay with me. The enemy of the best is not the worst. The enemy of the best is the good. Why is it? The good can be a place where many people can, can become satisfied, satiated, become comfortable. That place can be your comfort zone, just at the good. Some of us are where we call to be good. I mean, the bills have been paid. You're not mega rich, but you're not broke. You're not sick anymore, but not really super well or super sound. You know, just, just touch along what I call the alley called average. But you see, the good is a place of mediocrity because God doesn't have the good for you only. God has the best for you. And mediocrity, it just means, 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 means somebody who is average and is contained at being average. We saw there's a difference between two words, containment and contentment. It's wonderful to be contented. I pride myself to be a man who is jolly well contented. There are not many things that are my fancy, that I, I pressurize myself, I have to kill somebody, I have to beg somebody to get a house, get a car. No! No! Where I am is my best for now. There will be a better tomorrow. What I have to eat is enough for me. No meat, no chicken, that's okay. It's enough for now. God knows! I can trust God to regulate my blessings now. I'm contented. That's the honest truth. I'm an accidental G.O. as they call it. I don't like that name anyways. Senior pastor. That's why I choose lead pastor. It's more friendlier. G.O.s, some of them are going. I don't want to go. I don't want to go. You're a G.O. No, don't call me G.O. G.O. nothing. Brother Goodhart, lead pastor. Under-shepherd of Jesus. He's the shepherd. I'm the under-shepherd. And the other under-shepherds with me. They're called associates. So I'm very contented. I didn't beg for this place. We stumbled into it. It was tied down like a cult. Tied down. Literally, the owners begged me, begged us to take care. He was half dead. Never. 
occupied by anybody at all. It was up, running. Not one client. I didn't beg for it. I didn't desire it. My path crossed with it. Boom! It was tied for me and for the assignment. The point I'm making, I'm quite contented. But you see, if you're not careful, you may mistake contentment with containment. You should be contented because the Bible says godliness with contentment is great gain. It's profit to be contented. For those of you who have what we call compound eyes or ojukokoro, when you see a brother driving a particular car, your eyes begin to pop, bam, 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 and you sign false checks in the, in the office to buy a similar car. You're a, sorry, thank God I didn't say it. You're not a thief. I say you're not a thief. You just need contentment. Why will you insist your children go to a particular school that you cannot afford? Then you beg, you steal, you cheat to pay school fees. If things change based on your income, change schools for your children. It's for a moment. You didn't hear me, right? Who taught you about prosperity that makes you discontented where you are? To prosper is not to wear a designer suit. No. What I wear doesn't make me, I make what I wear. You know Bandown Boutiques? I know where they are. You will never know. Why? I make what I wear. You will love what I wear because of I that I'm wearing it. You may be carrying a 10,000 bag and I'm wearing a 15,000 pair of shoes, but you will admire what I wear because I'm the one wearing it. For some of you, the car is driving you, you ought to drive your car. Oh, you get that tomorrow. You get that one tomorrow. Can I say it again? For some people, cars drive them. Cars use them. When the tire is flat, their life is flat. When the spark plug stops to fire, their life stops to fire. When your tire flattens out, park your car and joyfully walk to church or jump into a keke na pep or a taxi as you can afford with joy. You can see I'm off my note, right? But God is on his note. This is how it works. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. It's good to be contented, but don't let the devil get you contained. Containment is akin to confinement. It's limitation. Psalm 78, I believe, verse 41, 42, there about says, concerning children of Israel, that they limited, whoa, kaduka, the Holy One of Israel. How can people limit God? Yes, you can. Your unbelief can limit God. Did you hear me? Your unbelief, your doubt can limit God. No, nobody can limit God, but you can limit what God will do in your life by what you believe him for. Hebrews 4 too. 
They heard the same word we heard, but did not enter into rest because, or it did not profit them, I beg your pardon, because they did not mix the word spoken to them with faith. When you hear the word of God, mix it with faith. Please, please, in this new year, new year of our journey with the Lord, make the word of God one of your best friends. Make prayer your best friend. Hallelujah. Why we are living in what the world, what the word describes as perilous days and perilous times upon the face of the earth. These are days of peril. And it is only those that know the Lord their God that shall be strong and they will do exploits. Daniel 11.32, second portion. They that do know the Lord their God shall be strong. Not just strong, but they will do exploits. Praise God. Sin will keep you from the word or the word will keep you from sin. What scripture is that? I'll give you a Bible. Psalm 119. I believe it's 11, thereabout. It says, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I will not sin against you. Thy word have I what hid in my heart that I will not sin against you. Verse 18 says, Open the eyes of my understanding that I may behold wondrous things from your holy word. So the word will keep you from sin and sin will keep you from the word. What am I saying? Learn to love the word to the next dimension. Your attitude is very important. I think it's a day of teaching and correction. Your attitude is very important to God. Your posture, your disposition, your walk, your gait. If you look uninterested, nonchalant, then you may get response from God as one who is nonchalant. What Bible is that? I'll give you a Bible. <laughs> the expectation of the just will not be cut short. What you don't expect, you won't receive. Expectation is the mother of the miraculous. Please, each time you gather in any of our services, Wednesday, worship, word and worship, Sunday, celebration service, Friday, house of prayer, come with expectation. For what? For the new. That God of the new is going to do something new in our lives, in my life. That when you appear before God in Zion, you go from strength to strength. Uh, uh, then you must stir up your own expectation, boot yourself up. Then when you come into church, because you are church, <laughs> carrying fire, and somebody by yourself side came into church carrying fire. Do you know what will happen? There will be a combustion. There will be an explosion of signs, wonders, miracles. But many times, too many people are coming to be carried. You know, you, you, you're already a log and you're, you're, you're trusting that the corporate anointing will carry you. Every now and then, you come into church heavy. That's all right. You come through the north gate. You go through the south gate. But you have to desire, let me not be the one who is always being carried. I want to carry others. I'm, I'm, I'm helping you by the spirit on how to set a heart right for the kind of mighty move the Holy Ghost about to move in our midst. Where seemingly nothing is happening, no preacher is preaching, maybe no psalmist is, is singing, but the preacher or preacher is preaching and the psalmist of psalmist is moving in the midst with signs, wonders, miracles. That's the realm I believe God is bringing us to. 
that men will walk through the door by the gates. Hey, Kadobaka. As, as Roger Security is packing them, they say, there's something cool about this environment. There's something about Eden, about this environment. There's something about heaven. Oh, Kato, in this environment. In the olive tree, children's ministry, the kids know there's something about this environment. A young child comes to church with a little lump there. But by the time church is over, in Olive Tree of the Youth Alive Church, they're going with the lump dried. Mommy says, honey, where is the lump I saw when I bathed in the morning? Said, I can't tell, but it's all God. That's where we're coming to now. You don't come there casually. You don't come there playing games. You don't come there playing tente or look casual. No. You must want it. You must hunger for it. You must thirst for it. They that hunger and thirst after righteousness, they shall be filled. Paul said, Philippians 3, 10, 11, I have not yet attained, I have not yet apprehended, that which I have been apprehended for in Christ, but one thing I do, what do I do? Forget that which lies behind of the past. And I press on toward the price of the mark of the high calling of God in Christ. There is a high calling of God in Christ. Many of church today is at the foot of the mountain. They are contained with crumbs from the master's table. They are contained or con contained with just being servants when God said you're called to rise up to sonship. The world is not waiting for Christians who are servants Oh, there's a place to serve. Don't get me wrong. But there's a place also to be a son. What Bible is that? I give you a Bible. Romans 8, 19. The entire world groans, travails in pain, waiting earnestly for the manifestation of servants. No, of the sons of God. I believe sons are about to rise from this house. You know sons? Sons know and understand discipline. And sons delight to be disciplined. I can check the level of maturity by how your heart is lying to you now. Why is Pastor Goodhart all over the place today? Nothing happened though. I'm a normal jolly good fellow. But based on the dealings in my heart just there, from there to now, my note is here. Have I gone there? I have it, part three. I can read it. But I, I follow what he's telling me at the time. He rebuked me, said, correct them. So I'm not, nobody vexed me. That's my wife. Very happy, normal. Came to church normally. No problem. I ate it. I'm just happy. People are everywhere. I had meetings today. We had meetings today. We're smiling. And so it's no problem. I'm not angry. In fact, I'm very, very happy. But for some of you, if your soul is titrated, you're saying, mm, 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 that shows you be picking. You, you, you see the poo poo for your di diaper. See your nose. Mm, you need tissue. Sir, child. Galatians 4 1 to 2. As long as a child or an heir is a child, he abides under tutors and governors. Until the time appointed of the Father. Galatians 4, 1 to 2. We've oftentimes or mostly read that scripture to mean 
that, you know, there comes a point in time where the child of a king grows up and then the father says, oh yeah, boy, you're now a man. Rise up. Take the scepter of authority, rule and reign. You know, really, really, that's one dimension, but I think it's a low dimension. I really think the real dimension is Papa is waiting for the child to grow up. The father is not going to grow you up. Romans 8, 19. The entire world waits for who? Sons. That's it. Capacity. God is saying, I have much more in this new year, but I want you to increase your capacity from children to sons. And sons are happy when daddy, when the heavenly father corrects them. No chastisement in the immediate circumstance seems pleasant, <laughs> seems exciting, but yields a peaceable fruit. Thereafter, when it's embraced, accepted, there is glory coming. Let me say it again. Bocatese, as a trumpet, there is glory coming. Roderick, home, I say it again. There is glory coming. We can't come into tomorrow's glory behaving like yesterday. There's a demand for responsibility. Somebody said responsibility is coined of two words. Respond and ability. Your ability to respond. To what? To God, to his word. <laughs> Somebody say a capacity. We saw a formula of capacity. I want to remind you as we close. Number one, ability. Plus what? Resources plus what? Stewardship. Stewardship. Oh, House of Judah, 99. Where are you guys? Okay, I sit with my people. Now I'm a member of House of Judah. So the anointing rubs off with, you know, this is my, my homies, man. Can you clap for House of Judah? By the way, they got one of the highest marks in the first membership class. Clap for House of Judah. So ability plus what? Come on, come on. House of Judah on this side. Ah, come on. Ah, ability plus what? That's house of Judah now. Plus what? That's his stewardship. And we said in that text that if you look closely, it may seem as though God was partial or God was playing favoritism. But the truth be told, God is not, he's not, like men who struggle to, to love somebody more than other people know. The Bible declares, I believe in Acts 10 34, I believe, that God is not a respecter of persons. Hmm? Not a respecter of persons. He doesn't respect you for anything. No. So God did not give those talents based on, you know, I like you. Hey, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't agree your side. Make I give you just one talent. I agree your side of five. I agree your side small. Three. No. We said. It's very important to remind ourselves of this. That those resources or talents or money, as more simpler versions would tell you, were given based 
on perceived inherent ability. God will not give to you more than you are able. You know why? It'll mess you up. It'll mess you up. It, you know, there's some callings that God didn't come into. If it did, I will not be here. But there's some callings he hasn't called you to do. If you try to do them, you may not be here. If you think it looks easy to stand here to do what I'm called to do, I just want you to give you for just seven days. Just seven days, wear my shoes, wear my suit, wear my tie, and be Uncle Goodhart for seven days and see how it, how it be, how area day. And I'll ask you, bros, how it be now? You know, when some associate pastors think that they can preach, they, they feel that they've arrived. <laughs> Papa, give me this pupita. I'll show the world I'm ready to take over the globe. Yeah, they, say, they say Joshua rising. Ah, Elisha is here. Let Elisha, Elijah clear out. Let Elisha roar. They need to hear a younger new sound. <laughs> when I see those things, I say, come. Take for two, three services nonstop. You hit Sunday, hit Wednesday. By next Sunday, <laughs> If you hit one once a month, once in three months, you feel like a superstar. <laughs> but dig water consistently, then we know that uh, you're, you're coming up. You're still arriving. There is no grass greener out of your own space. It looks greener there. You don't know what it takes to be anybody else. So the point I made is that God has assessed your current capacity, or better still, abilities, and is giving you talent. Ha. But the beautiful thing we said there, very emphatic, is that our personal capacity can grow or can decrease. That's, 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 that's the good thing, I think, that I don't have to be where I am. It's okay, it's okay to start where you are, but it's not okay to remain where you are. Praise God. You know, this... this this uh, user-friendly thing we, we do in churches. Oh, come as you are. Sinners, come as you are. Come as you are. Just come as you are. Come smoking. Come drinking. Come fornicating. Come cheating. Come as you are. Come as you are. You almost think we're invited to a nightclub. Come as you are. That's okay. You can come as you are, but please don't stay as you are. We want to add a second portion to come as you are. Don't stay as you are. A week, one month, two months. Some weight should be dropping off now. Some, some change of taste buds. You don't feel like how you felt before. That venom, that anger, that strike, that envy, that jealousy, that malice, it should be going off. Months in Rajik, you're still battling with some things. <laughs> you should ask yourself, oh God, I need help. I really need a personal revival. But I shall move it with him and things are dropping off. You say, praise the Lord. At least today is better than yesterday. Praise God somewhere. So ability was different and resources were given based on abilities. But the point to be made is that, that based on their willingness to be faithful over the resources made available, only at that did their personal capacity increase. Bring that home to where we are as a corporate entity, as a church family. God is saying, there's much more in this year, in this season. But God is saying, I demand upon us, individually, corporately, service teams, departments, fellowships, Sales, when we begin, that, 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 that we need to upgrade our capacity. Cap 
capacity. Capacity. What is this thing about capacity? Capacity simply means that the trouble you faced yesterday at the level you faced them, they were so difficult, so hard, so tempestuous. You cried, you bawled, you wept. Now, he's saying today, because your capacity has grown, when that same trouble that harassed you, terrorized you, messed you up yesterday, comes today, pa, 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 pa. That means they fall down and die. You don't even, almost don't feel them anymore. Why? Your capacity has grown. Your capacity to love more. Wow, it's grown. You're not as irritable as you were. Yes, are you perfect? No, but you're growing. You're growing, wow, towards the stature of the man that is called Christ. Is somebody see here? So God is saying, in this year, it's a challenge for us corporately to grow our capacity. Capacity. That's what will guarantee us for more. More miracles, more healings, more breakthroughs, more angelic intervention, angelic ministration as our capacity rises. One way you know your capacity is increasing, in the Lord at least, is when you're hungry for more. Lord, make me hungry. Can you buy a house first and then your head and pray this singular prayer point? Lord, make me hungry. Hungry for more in this new season. As I come into Riha, I see, whoo, make me hungry for more. Will you push that now? Just for two, three minutes. Make me hungry for more. More of your presence. Whoa, more of your power. More of your glory. More of purity. More of holiness. More of sanctity. Oh, God. Make me hungry for more. Grant me the grace for discipline and diligence. Oh, diligence in the place of study. Fervor in the place of prayer. Grant me hunger for more. Change my taste buds from the earthly to the heavenly. From the natural to the supernatural. From the physical, oh God, to the spiritual. Change my taste buds from the earthly to the heavenly. Change my taste buds from the low things to the higher things. Under the sound of my voice, head still bowed, eyes closed. If you're not born again, under the sound of my voice, you have a hell not to go to. If you miss hell or miss heaven, you will not miss hell. But you don't have to go to hell. Why? There's someone who came, took your place, went to hell on your behalf. All you need to do is to accept the price he paid for you. And you're saying, he's a pastor, pray with me. I want to step out from where I've been. Maybe you're under the sound of my voice. You are in a backsliding state. You know it that you know it. Unconfessed sins, all repentant sins, just lift your right hand where you are and I will pray with you. Father Lord, we thank you for the honor to proclaim your glorious gospel. I ask of you, oh God, to use these words to bring about a shift and a lift in our hearts, in our lives as individuals, but as a corporate entity, as we ready our hearts for the great things you're about to download in Reha, I see. Let the heavens be open again. Angels ascend and descend beginning from Sunday morning, Monday morning, Monday night, Tuesday morning, morning, Tuesday night, Wednesday morning, Wednesday night. Oh God, we receive miracles, signs, healings, wonders in the name of Jesus Christ. We have as always to give you the praise, the glory, the honor in Jesus' victorious name we have prayed. Now clap your hands. Come on, people of God. Clap those hands. Clap those hands. Clap. You have just experienced the preaching and teaching ministry of Pastor Goodhart Obi Ekweme. Lead Pastor of Revival House of Glory International Church, Rajik, 
and the apostolic leader of the Horn of Revival Ministry, HORM, a global outreach ministry mandated to carry the torch of revival across cities and nations. If you would like to ask a question, share your prayer request or testimony, or get more messages or books from Pastor Goodhart, please call or text 0805-223-4444 or email info at rogic.org. That's info at rhogic.org. Also, download the Horn of Revival Ministry app on Google Play or Apple Store to connect with a variety of free quality resources including Rogic Radio and our refreshing daily devotions to take you higher in life. And for real-time ministry, you can follow Pastor Goodhart on Twitter and Instagram. The handle is at Pastor Goodhart. Keep hearing the Word of God. It will produce intimacy with His Spirit for uncommon encounters on the earth. Sunday and Midweek Service Day there are days many people traditionally get up in their best outfits and gather together to scratch a religious itch. But not anymore. At Revival House of Glory International Church, Rogic, Sunday and Wednesday are not just church because God is very deliberate about His agenda in this age and church as usual will not cut it in the times we're in. Revival House of Glory International Church, Rogic, is an apostolic gathering of God's people experiencing old-time revival for new era realities. God is bringing back His power and is calling you to carry it to the world. Sunday celebration service at 8 a.m. on Sundays and the Word and Worship Wednesday service every Wednesday at 5.45 p.m. at Rogic. All hold at the Golden Bird Event Center, Plot 859, A. Ame Ebute Street, Wye District, Abuja. And your host is Goodhart Obi Ekweme. On Sunday at 8 a.m. and Wednesday at 5.45 p.m. Don't just come to church, be the church. After all, there's already enough religion in the world. Revival House of Glory International Church is an expression of the Horn of Revival Ministry.